Hey, guys. Um, we are so excited that you're able to join us for another podcast. And today is going to be an exceptional day. But to get first things first out of the way, uh, what is unconventional for your first time listener to this Unconventional Life podcast? Uh, we are a group of like-minded business creatives, individuals, and families who have come together to help people find their voice and identity for the sole purpose to grow their business in a way that may be unconventional to their industry. Um, one of our main goals here is to provide our audience with the advice from business owners who have found that the following the status quo doesn't work for them. These business owners have taken steps to do things different in order to make their business a success. And that just sounds whack. I saw that. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to read that second part, so we'll just move forward. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll read it. That's fine. Um, all right, you guys ready? One, two, three. One of our goals here at The Unconventional Life is to provide our audience with advice from business owners who have found that following the status quo doesn't work for them. These business owners have taken steps to do things differently in order to make their business a success. So today, I'm going to let Ashley introduce our next guest. Today, we have Danny White from Danny White Photography. She is here with us. We are actually here with her in her beautiful office. She has invited us over, made us a great yummy soup for this December evening. And we have her here today to talk about her business and some fun points that she's going to make. Danny, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Um, I'm so excited to be doing this. This is so, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Um, yeah, so I started my business um, in 2010, almost 11, um, at the end of the year. Um, and I've just slowly grown it, um, slowly let things take its course. Um, photography was kind of new when I was starting, so I was just kind of learning as it grew, I grew. Um, and yeah, now I'm here and it's rolling and going. And this isn't your only business, is it? No, it is not. Um, this past year, 2016, I actually started doing watercolor. I have a little shop. Um, I'm hoping to make that kind of come to the forefront sooner rather than later. Um, I've got some really fun things coming, really big plans oh, that excited. I don't, I'm not ready to go into yet, <laughs> but they're coming. I promise. So today we're going to be talking with Danny about having positive growth in your business and what that means. So Danny, take a few moments and share with us about the importance of having a positive growth in your business. And what does that look like for you? Yeah, sure. Um, wh and what it means to say positive growth, meaning not only is your business growing in a good way, but that you are growing in a good way. It is a positive outlook on, on where you are, um, in your business and your personal life, how to kind of keep those separate. Um, yeah. So it's near and dear to my heart because, um, because whether we like it or not, our businesses affect our, our emotional, self in our personal lives. Absolutely. So especially in a creative industry, gosh, I don't care who you are, photographer, um, calligrapher, um, paper person. I don't care who you are. You are comparing yourself. Um, I remember being in painting classes and, and the, at the end of a project, what we did was we put all of our projects on the wall and we had a critique. 
Um, and I'm thankful for those times. I'm thankful for learning how to critique well. Um, we actually were marked um, negatively if we didn't say something about somebody else's painting negatively. Um, so I kind of came up in that world where um, I was taking criticism, others were taking criti- criticism, um, and being in this industry when when we're seeing our our board that we put all our paintings are, that's social media. Um, those are people's blogs. Those are, that's what you see on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you're seeing everybody's good side only, and they're beautiful and they're best. Um, up there all the time and how that can affect me emotionally. Um, I don't know how many times Ryan would come home from work and I would just have be so down and he'd be like, why are you down? You're doing so well. You just booked this and that. Oh, I saw this and I heard, saw somebody collaborating with that person. Why didn't they ask me? Well, it doesn't matter who you are. This is a huge part of this industry. Danny, I definitely can relate to that. Um, being in this industry, you can feel so alone in a crowded room. It's, oh, it's yeah. so weird. You have all these industry peers and, and people that you see all the time, but yet you go home and you're, it's just you, you're just alone and, and you're comparing your work to what you see others are are doing and putting out there. And it can definitely be deflating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what unconventionals is. It's a place where we can come and say, we are not perfect. This is not our perfect life. Um, our businesses do go through their ups and downs. Um, and it is not about posing in front of a camera with who do you know, who are you Mm -hmm. hanging out with? This, these are real people. These are families. Um, doing real business um, in their lives and and they're dependent on it um, and it affects them. I think it's funny that a lot of people get caught up with the highlight reel that even though some of these people are posting some great work, but when I was going to school and doing photography, uh, you had to take hundreds of pictures possibly to get that one picture that represents that person's highlight film or their highlight of their life. And so those people are having struggles as well, but what they're doing really well is showmanship on how well they can present to others that they have it going on on the social media network or wherever they're at. But really, they're just like you. Um, we do just, the same thing. Yeah, I think everybody does that. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so today we're going to talk about six things on how Danny created a positive mindset within her business. So I'm super excited to hear about these things. Let's get into the first one. So point number one, Danny, you started a network and became friends with your competition. Yeah. So networking was so helpful in this. Um, Sitting at your computer all day, seeing everyone post their perfect um, and you just start to compare yourself and you start to be down and you start, I'm not doing enough. I'm not. So when you actually go out there and you meet these people face to face, that's when things really started to change for me. That's when I realized these were people behind the screen. So I was able to actually kind of loosen up a little bit. Um, My heart softened toward them. I actually started to like them as people 
not just their work, but as people. And I started to go a little bit further than just networking. I actually sought out friendships. I pursued people as friends. I wasn't creepy or anything, but you know, it, it can be very lonely in this business. And so, and other people in this industry are looking for friendship too. So it was very easy to find friends. It was very easy to hang out and say, hey, you're a mom. I'm a mom. It's hard. It's lonely sometimes. I understand what you're going through. You understand what I'm going through. Let's get lunch. Let's work together. Let's bounce ideas. Yeah, and you never know who's going to be out there wanting the same exact thing unless you actually become a little vulnerable and make yourself available. Yeah, vulnerable is key word. Yeah, and I think in the spirit of competition or comparison, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, there's that photographer or there's that person. And honestly, probably what those people want is a relationship, even though they may see them as competition or competitiveness. Um all they really want is a friend, maybe a way to relate to somebody else. And that relationship breaks down the walls. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, it it's hard to be vulnerable and it's hard to admit when you're not perfect or when you've made mistakes, but you actually will see more growth in your business when you do that because you gain a following. And I know that sounds like you're tricking someone, but it's not. I mean, that's what social media is, right? We're social. And part of being social is being vulnerable and building relationships. Yeah. It's funny when we, we did our first off-camera flash, you know, and I tell a lot of people to joke about this, like the first class, like we really didn't know what we were doing. I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was a vulnerable step to try to reach out to other people and to get friends or to just try to help people. We charge people to be our friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked and we have a small hey, I'm here. Yeah, you're, you're here, Danny. That fifty dollars <laughs> went a long way. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, it brought closer it brought people closer to us. It brought us closer to other people and we were able to actually now help people and now it's it's turning into a whole and lot more. We grew, our business yeah. grew and our and our knowledge, we started when, when we started our off-camera flash, like Luke said, we had no clue what we were doing and we were faking a lot of it. <laughs> However, over time, each class, like the knowledge just kept growing and growing and now we know what we're doing. We have a style and, and we can help people. But that first time that, that taking that first step was scary and, but it was worth it. Yeah, definitely worth it. Our second point that we want to go over is, Danny, how you find the value of goal keeping, writing your goals down and keeping your goals. Tell us your process on this. This is kind of new, um, goal writing. I was that kid in school with the messy backpack and crazy locker. Really? Um, I yeah. don't believe that. Oh, yeah. I it's This business has changed me so much. I, um, I've just never been that one to keep a schedule or to really know or plan ahead at all. And so when I thought about goals, I thought, yeah, I have these things in my mind that I want to do, but what's the point in writing them down? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what, where this might take me. Um, and then I, I started to notice that goal writing was something that people talked about. Leaders in this industry, great leaders in this industry talk about goal writing. Every single one of them really right. did. It was the common thing that I noticed um, among every leader. 
And so I was like, you know what? I got to do it. And so I started writing goals and they started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And when I started actually reaching those goals and, and then not only reaching, you know, writing them down, reaching them, but actually putting them out there in the public on my blog, I was just, okay, now it's out there. Now people know what I hope for in my mind. And when I don't reach those goals, how will people think of me? Um, will they see me as a failure? First off, no one remembers the goals I put out there on my blog, probably, um, until I, you know, am speaking all over the world and whatever, and then they might pay attention. But that's not me right now. Um, I'm just a mom um, and a photographer and a business owner. And, and right now those goals are more for me. Putting them out there on the blog is more for me than anybody else. Um, but writing down your goals and keeping them big and honest to who you are, who I am is, um, is most important. Um, writing them down helps me stay focused. It helps me to, um, to keep wanting the things that I know that are deep down inside of me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Very good. I, I've never been a great goal setter. I have always been something similar to the messiness. I think I'm more like dream big dreams and then keep dreaming them and hope that, you know, maybe one day they'll come to fruition. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's it. I don't, I honestly, that's something I should practice goal setting. I think Ash does more of the goal setting and writing things down and, yeah. All that stuff out, yeah. So. And honestly, the networking led to helping me write better goals mm-hmm. because I was talking to other people and getting their side and seeing what they're doing yeah. saying, you know, what? I kind of want to do that too. Or taking what they're doing and say, you know what? I see a different side to this or, yeah. or I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing and I know that's not for me. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Those are all good, good points. All right. Besides listening to this amazing podcast, which is, I'm sure, your favorite. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, you, Your third point, you say you listen to podcasts. It's really helped you grow. What are some of the podcasts that you're listening to today? Yeah. Podcasts are kind of still new to me and I'm still discovering stuff, but it's amazing how influential they can be mm-hmm. and how helpful they can be in my work day when I know that I have a bunch of busy work to do and I have time to sit down and think. Um, and I do listen to everything. Um, not only do I listen to business that relates to me, I listen to business that doesn't relate to me. Um, and I also listen to stuff that's helpful in my personal life. Um, a couple of business things that I love, um, Michael Hyatt is my number one. He's so easy to listen to. He's, I love Michael. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's so great. Um, and honestly, I really love, um, his heart and who he is. Um, and what he believes and how he practices that in his business. Another really great one I kind of discovered, and this was sort of um, boosted my podcast listening was Seth Godin's um, startup school. It's free. It's free Mm -hmm. on there. It's, it is like listening to insider information. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to that, I've listened to it like three times and I'm still like every now and then, what did he mean about that? What? And I just, I I almost memorized some of his one liners that he has. It's just so helpful. One of them, a big one is like create a product that, um, helps solve your client's problem. Right. What a great, there's a whole podcast on just that one thing. And it's not him. It's not a normal podcast. Like you, like, like Michael Hyatt's it's a, um, it's more of him teaching a group of people and you got to 
you get to hear them ask questions and yeah. stuff. And then there's Andy Stanley. He's a great leader in our industry, um, or not in our industry, but in industry alone and in his ministry. Um, but also it's important that I stay in the personal stuff too. I am a Christian. And what that means to me is that I, um, not only read the Bible and I pray and I have a relationship with the Lord, but I actually listen to people who are leaders in the ministry. Um, and so, um, David Platt and, and John Piper is a big one. And, um, and so those are really important to me. And I say that not because, um, I think you should always listen to John Piper, but what I'm saying is don't, don't forget about you personally. Don't forget about who you are and what you emotionally and spiritually need. I've started listening to, um, a history podcast. Oh, I love history. Oh. And so it's just, it, it, it's a good thing to like, just take my mind off the business aspect and just really, I don't know, dig in deeper with. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I love Mike Rowe. He really believes in, um, the power of, uh, trades, trade mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and he has a foundation and stuff and he does these like, um, it's called the way I heard it. And he does these little five minute podcasts. So if you are like, you don't have a lot of time or your attention span is really bad. (laughs) Um, which mine is sometimes, sometimes I'll just pop on some, something like him and he tells a story and you don't know who it is until the end. And the whole time you can be guessing who it is. Like he told one, my favorite was, um, the little guy and the giant mm-hmm. and it was blockbuster and Netflix. Oh. And did you know that the guy that created Netflix hit blockbuster is his dad? Really? Yeah. And wow. it was amazing how blockbuster had, did not believe that the, that his son who created Netflix would survive because he was going off of the mailing system, you know, back in the right. day when you would order a DVD and it would come in the mail. And then Blockbuster goes out of business. And now look at where Netflix is at. It it was just so great. We are moving on to point number four. And Danny, we want to hear the why behind your business. daily work. But the reason why I revisit my why all the time, just as much as I goal set, just as much as I network is because it doesn't like goals are great for staying focused. You're remembering why you do something helps you not just in your business, but your personal life. Right. It helps you emotionally. I want to keep pouring my soul into my work And I want to keep believing in what I'm doing because that's important because it'll help me to do good work always. And I, I, my clients pay good money to, to have me photograph them. And now I want them to see what they can get from my art. Um, I want my art to say something. I don't want it to just be a transaction. I want it to be a real living thing. That's, that's what every creative wants from their mm-hmm. artwork. Um, and so revisiting my why helps that. My why is is not just um, 
my daily tasks and what I do, which I can get so wrapped up in, but it is my soul. It is who it is also remembering who I am in the moment. I love that. I love, I love how you say you can get wrapped up in your everyday tasks. And that is so true. We are constantly going, constantly moving. And just to pause and remember the why just kind of brings refreshment and just yeah, yeah. gets us through. I remember Michael Hyatt talking about this actually pretty recently, and it got me really thinking. He actually said there was a moment in their marriage where it was pretty rocky, and and he decided to make up a list. And he said, the reason why I made a positive list, a why I need to do this, as opposed to making a why I shouldn't do this, is because of what it does to you emotionally. If you sit there and you say, these are all the reasons why I don't do something, then you're not going to do it. Right. I can go all day long about why I shouldn't run a business. I should be with my kids more. I should, you know, I should be there for my husband more. My house would be cleaner. There would be so many, I would be a better friend to people. But if, if I did that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. And there, and I would not be chasing my dream. I would not be doing the very thing that I feel like the Lord has created me for. He gave me these talents for a reason, and this is how I'm going to use them. And this is what he has allowed me to use them for. And so he actually says, write a list of why you do something, the good things that you do. And I, I agree. If I sat down and I wrote out why I do things, I'm going to do it more. It's going to, in those moments where, especially in the busy season, October, um, for a photographer, um, I can kind of, I, I can get so wrapped up in the busyness that I actually start to like dread working, dread going to those photo shoots. I'm so tired and you can start to sort of see it in my work. And so, and that's when I need to revisit my why so that I can stay on task and pour my soul and to not, to, to not be in that rut for very long, almost like a writer's block for photographers. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. All right. Point number five. I know here in the future, I know we're going to be inviting you back for a whole podcast on this, but tell us um, how you've invited your spouse into your business and why. Yeah. So this was a huge turning point for me. Um, networking and all of those things and, and podcasts and stuff. These were things I was doing, but when Ryan walked through the door, he had no idea where I was at, what I was doing. He did hit his thing all day. I was doing my thing all day. He didn't know what he would be walking into. He, he would, he would see me and, and, and I would either be, had a bad day or had a good day. And it almost was kind of starting to affect our marriage. And so I, I made a conscious decision. I said, you know, I need to involve, involve Ryan in this. And, and then I did take some steps and we'll definitely go into that, um, in the podcast and a future blog post. But yeah, I, once I started to invite him more into it, he became more of a teammate and it helped our marriage. It, it actually sparked, um, kind of more of a friendship and more of, um, a re- a better part of our relationship that we had. We've been together for 15 years, 2003. I can't, I can't do the math in my head right now, but it's been a while. And, and, you know, we know each other very well in that time. We did most of our growing up together and, and, 
I started to kind of feel like this part of my world, he had nothing, he knew nothing about, and I didn't like that. So that's why I invited him into my business. I invited him along to walk through this with me, not completely, not, he's not, you know, taking pictures with me or, or, or anything. He's not making major decisions for me, but he is my partner. He is my team teammate. I love that. Yeah, that's excellent. And we're going to close out with our last point. And this is point number six. We want to talk about success. Yes. And what, how you redefine success for you and what that means. Absolutely. So this is the biggest of all of them. All of them are great. And you can, if you're listening and you're thinking about doing these things, um, great, do these things. (laughs) But it's not going to get you anywhere until you sit down and you think about what your success really means to you. Um, Here's my reality. I'm a stay-at-home mom. That is my full-time job. I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old, and they are very needy. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the end of my life, um, and this is, this is really where I, I set my priorities and everything at the end of my life. When I'm thinking, looking back on everything, what do I, what do I want to remember? What do I, what do I say? Yes, this was a, this was a life well, well lived. Um, and it's honestly, it's never been that I said, Oh, I was an international photographer and I traveled the world and I spoke at all these things and I accomplished this and I accomplished that. It's going to be the relationships I had Mm -hmm. and really the relationships I had with my children. So yeah, they're kind of important. They are priority. It's going to, it's going to be my husband and my children. And so I can't let this business run my life. I can't let it suck the life out of me where I don't have anything left for my children and, or my spouse. So this was a big deal for me and how that, how does that affect my success? Because I'm seeing a lot of photographers on the internet. Um, a lot of them don't have children. A lot of them have really successful businesses. A lot of them have their spouse along with them too. But honestly, they are on a plane constantly, which sounds so fun. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, I would love to, right? <laughs> yeah. I would love to shoot a wedding in France or something right. like that. But that's not me. And those are not, those do not meet my priorities. My priority is that I am there for my children's soccer games. I am there for, um, to cook dinner, yeah, to cook dinner. Nobody else cooks dinner, but me. Well, my husband does every now and then. Um, but I'm not interested in, um, anyone else doing my housework or anything like that. So these are, these are things that I had to set for myself. And so every day I sit at home and, um, I do my business, but my business ends where my priorities with my family begin. Um, so, so I'm competing with people who sit at their desk eight hours a day and think about their business where I do not. Right. So my success has to look different from everybody else's. It has to. I can't compete with that. I can't compete with people being in front of their computers for eight hours a day saying, let's do this and let's do that and let's Mm -hmm. collaborate. Um, I can't do tons of free work and 
styled shoots are free work. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't do that. I know it, it gets you, um, it, to all these places and meets all these people and you get to work with all these things and be in these magazines, but that's just not me. I might do one a year. I might, I've actually only done, ever done one. Um, I've got one in the works now, but Again, that's only one at a, one at a time. Right. So I've started to define my success a little, a little bit differently, knowing that I'm going to go slower than everyone else, knowing that for me, what su- success looks like is one, I financially am able to support my family in a way that is are, is comfortable. It's not over the top. I'm not making six figures, Mm -hmm. but I am making a very comfortable living where we can use that money to go on a fun vacation, um, where we can buy the groceries we want. Um, and we can give to our church and to, um, the ministries that we really believe in comfortably. Um, I also find that my success is different because I spend more time with my children at home, um, that I set my own schedule in a way that I, I, yes, I have my work and that gets the creativeness out of me. It, it helps me use my skills the best that I absolutely can, but I can also be at home with my children. Mm-hmm. And that's super important to me. And I know my children and there are things that I want to do with my children. I want to do da- daily devotionals. I want them to know the Lord. I want them to know, I wanted them to see my faith. Um, and that takes time. That takes time and a lot of energy. And I can't give that to both things. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know when we started, we we started with the need to make money because we were broke. <laughs> yes. There was no passion in photography for us. There was no, we're going to look at these pretty pictures. and Or we had this birthing when we were young and this fire in our bellies to, to take these pictures. It was because we were broke. And so with three kids and, and Ash and I just trying to make ends meet, um, you know, we would look at these other people and, and say, my goodness, you know, one of these days we'll be like them or let's try to be like them. And then eventually it dawned on us that, you know, like you said, we can't, our success is going to be entirely different because we live an entirely different life. Our factors of our current reality are different than theirs. We, you know, they don't have kids. We have kids. They, you know, this person is single or isn't married. They're able to run around and do these things. And so coming to grips with that, understanding that, you know, it's going to be different for us than it is for somebody else. Uh, was a big game changer and it really helped, you know, just take a weight off our shoulders that we were putting on for no reason. So all of these things, networking and writing goals and podcasts, they, they definitely led to, um, me building my business in a great way. And it, and redefining my success was the biggest turning point of them all. But what really helped was it tamed the comparison monster really it 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 helped me put it in a box it helped me to re, it helped my day to day it helped me what i see on social media to be able to define it and to keep it in its place because there competition is good it is good it's healthy yes it is healthy and i'm not going to back down i'm just not mm-hmm. um but i'm going to just do things differently than you do and that's okay. And my, my success, my success, I might not be doing as much. I might be doing 15 weddings, whereas you are doing 30, but that's okay for me because 15 weddings really helps me in my own personal life. And, and it makes the money that I need to make. 
Um, and it gets the creativeness out of me that I need. Um, so yeah, that, that is where my success comes from is, is I, I've been able to compartmentalize things so well. And really even to go further with this is when I read, redefined my success, it led me to actually more actual success in my business. So once I started to see that positivity in me, that positive outlook on, on who I was, I got really firm in who I am. I got firm in who, um, and in my own business, I got firm in my personal relationship. I actually saw people booking me more, which is strange. They see that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And I was able, I, I was just free. I, uh, that's the best way I can describe it is that I was free. And it ended up being that I was free to love on my clients better and I got more. That's awesome. Strange how that happens, right? (laughs) (laughs) You let go of things and other things come right back to you. Exactly. Letting it go. I don't mean to be all frozen on you, Mm -hmm. but I let it go. Yeah. And we've done the same and it's been a great, it's been a great eye opener source. So. Thank you so much, Danny, for coming on the Unconventional Podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you.